You're listening to the Langus Cast, yeah. And I will be your host. My name is Graham, and I am just some fucking guy from Wisconsin who has a podcast like billions of other goddamn random assholes on the internet. <laughs> I really need to figure out some music or some shit for these things. But I haven't decided what I want to do for that yet, and I've been thinking about that for a long time, and that was holding me back from putting episodes out, and I decided I'm not going to hold myself back. If I don't have intro music or whatever for a few episodes, fuck it. Actually, what I think I want to do, because I can't decide on just one song to use as intro music, I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to start featuring different musical artists and, uh, and, uh, each episode will have its own intro song. Ooh, fancy. So that's something to look forward to. This podcast is brought to you by nobody because I don't have any sponsors and barely anybody listens to this thing yet at this point in time here in the year 2021. I don't know, maybe people will eventually listen to it at some time or another. But all right now, as of this time... This time in the month of May, in the year of 2021, there's only a handful of people that are really listening to this right now. So I don't, I don't think any sponsors are gonna want me. I should just, I should just make my own sponsors. I'll sponsor myself. This episode of Delangus Cast has been brought to you by Delangus. What the fuck is Delangus? Ah, go listen to the first episode. I explain it there. <laughs> that was not a very good ad. My sponsors suck. I gotta get better at being a better sponsor for myself. <laughs> but anyway, on uh, this episode, I wanna I wanna talk about feeling like a fish trying to climb a tree. That's what I wanna talk about here. This would probably be a good time for intro music. Just throw that in there right now. Get that. Intro music going. Got the cold open done. Now it's cold. It's fucking uh, intro music time before the actual intro. So anyway, there's no music. I could just. I, I suppose I could sit here being like. I don't know why that's the intro music. That's what just popped in my head right now. We're not doing that anymore though. <laughs> but um. But yeah, I want to talk about feeling like a fish. Trying to climb a tree. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar where that 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 phrase comes from, but there's a quote. Um, ah, oh, god damn it! I can't. I should have looked it up, and I didn't. But here we are. I fly by the seat of my pants, and it's been it's it's not exactly not been working for my thirty six years of existence. So why would I stop now? I'm bad at planning things out. If I, I get stressed out if I try to plan things out because I know plans don't tend to work out a lot of the time. Not at least to the way you do. I guess it's good to have a basic plan, but beyond that, fuck planning shit. Because <laughs> shit changes. Life throws a lot of curveballs at you. Sometimes it punches you in the gut a few fucking hundred times in the middle of your stupid plan. The, the universe or whatever just goes, you know what I think of your plan? Fuck your plan. And you're just like, Ugh! you know, when you get punched in the diaphragm, like punched right in the middle of like that space between your stomach and your rib cage. I've been sucker punched there a few times. It sucks and it just knocks the wind out of you and you just go, Ugh! like 
like that shit. Sometimes the universe does just does that shit to your plan. Just sucker punches you on the diaphragm, <laughs> knocks all the wind out of you. But uh, a fish trying to climb a tree. I've been feeling that lately, and and where that comes from is there's a quote. Um, there's a quote that uh, ah shit. I, I seriously should have looked it up. I'm blanking. It, it is something to do that if you uh, if you teach a fish how to climb a tree for its entire life, it's going to feel stupid. So that's saying that fish aren't meant to climb trees. Fish aren't meant to be out of water. Fish aren't meant to do that. So if you are being forced to do shit that you aren't meant to do and you can't do it, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't think you're stupid or something. You you have to you have to you have to realize you're in the wrong situation. You got you're in the wrong surroundings. You put the fish back in the water and all of a sudden it goes, holy shit. This is where I'm meant to be. I can swim around. There's no trees here. If they are, they're just they're just downed logs that sunk to the bottom of the lake or whatever. Can hide under them. Fish like to hide under logs and shit. You know that. Maybe you didn't know that. If you didn't know that, now you do. Because I'm not going to call you fucking stupid. I'm not going to start shaming you for something you don't know. Can we talk about that for a second? Sometimes people don't know some real fucking stupid shit that they should have known. But even then, you, should you shame them for it? You really shouldn't. Not not as far as I'm concerned. Not the way I look at it. If people don't know shit, then, then educate them. Then help them to know it. Don't shame them for something they don't know. That shit happens with all my music friends all the goddamn time, too. Shaming people for not knowing a certain song or a certain artist that's that's like fairly famous or something. It's just like not everybody has the same experiences in life. For whatever reason, some people don't stumble upon the same things. So just if they don't know it, just show it to them. Don't be an asshole about it. Just Just don't be a fucking asshole in general. That's how I live my life. The way I live my life is... I try not to be an asshole. I put an effort into not being an asshole sometimes because I really want to be an asshole to a lot of certain people. Because it's like, you fuck off. You piece of shit. (laughs) You're not making the world a better place acting like this, so fuck you, asshole. I guess the only time that I'm an asshole at all is if someone's being an asshole to me. Like if you're bringing out the assholery off the bat, I'll 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 just throw it back at you. That's the golden rule at that point. Well, I guess the golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated yourself, which is generally what I do. I try to be respectful of people. But if you are going to be a real big asshole to me, I'm just going to give you a taste of your own medicine right back at you and see how you like it because you're not going to like it. 
And then hopefully you realize maybe you shouldn't be an asshole anymore because it sucks being on the receiving end of assholery. Hopefully. That's what I guess I'm going for, whatever. God damn. But fish trying to climb a tree, that's what I've been feeling like a lot lately in this last, ah, shit, I don't know. It's been less than a year, but seven months, eight months, whatever it's been since I moved back to my hometown, which has been a strange experience. Um, I don't think I explained it on any of the episodes before now, but I was living in Madison, the capital city of Wisconsin. Uh, I was doing a lot of music. I was doing a lot of stand-up comedy stuff there. I was doing the shit that I was meant to do. That's what it felt like. And after I had my brain surgery shit, it motivated me to do all that shit, to figure out how to make the time to do that shit. Because I realized that there's... There's no, there was a day in my hospital bed when, um, I, I, all right, I got a bunch of shit to explain here first for this to make sense. So when I had my brain surgery done, um, I had a tumor growing in my neck that was growing up against my brain stem and shit. So they had to basically peel the entire side of my head open all the way down my neck to, like, get to this thing. And as and because of the way they had to open my head is basically they had to rip my ear off. They had literally had to peel my head. There was a point where I had staples in my forehead. I was in the hospital, and I was asking one of the surgeons that worked on me when he came in to talk to me. I was just like, hey, doc, like, why do I have staples in my forehead? Like, you were... You are going into the side of my head. Why do I have staples in my forehead? And the doctor just looks at me and nonchalant goes, that's, uh, that's, that's so your face went back on. So we could put your face back on right. And I'm like, what the fuck did you do to me? <laughs> and the thing is, because they had to open up the side of my head, they had, they had to. There was no way around it. They had to basically fuck up my inner ear. And to this day, I have to live with having vertical spells from time to time because my inner ear got fucked up from the surgery. And it, I guess it's just the price to pay, and I'm grateful to be alive. But when you fuck up your inner ear, that fucks up your equilibrium, right? So um, I had to go to physical therapy and stuff after the surgery so that I could, like, walk on my own again and shit like that because I would get so fucking dizzy. I would get dizzy if I moved my head any little bit. I would get dizzy sometimes even if I shifted my eyes. Like shifting my eyes would start making the room feel like it was spinning. I actually had a I actually had a time at the end of the surgery right after it's one of the first things I remember coming to from after having this gnarly nine-hour surgery that they expected to go at least 16 hours or some shit like some shit like that. Um, I was coming to in the ICU, and I remember seeing my parents. My parents were sitting off to the right of me, and I, I'm coming to, and, and I, I, I turned my head, not even fast, just slowly turned my head to talk to my parents. Because they were some of the first people I actually saw 
after the surgery, and I had the most horrible goddamn spell of vertigo. I would not wish on anybody in my entire life. I would, I seriously would not wish that shit upon my enemies. I, I, I mean that. It was awful. It was. I, I, the vertigo felt made me feel like I was spinning so fucking bad that my head was like I was leaning over off to the side and my head was just kind of plastered to the, the rail on the side of the hospital bed. And and uh, I just remember like my vision went out and everything was spinning and I felt like I was on a tilt-a-whirl. And the tilt-a-whirl was out of control, just spinning around. And it felt like the centrifugal force was pulling me to the side of the hospital bed. And uh, and then I started puking really bad. But I didn't really have anything to throw up. And, and then eventually I started vomiting bile. Which is the most metal thing I've done in my life. I've been in quite a few metal bands in my life. And none of them compared to vomiting bile. Bile vomit's gonna be the name of my uh, death metal band, by the way. So uh, look out for that someday. <laughs> Cause how do I? I gotta, I gotta start a band. I gotta start a gnarly death metal band. Maybe a grindcore band. Maybe grindy death metal. That'd be pretty killer. But why would I not start a gnarly band? After the most metal thing I've done in my entire life. Like, why the fuck not? So anyway, so I got these like bad vertigo spells and stuff. So while I was in the hospital, I I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. I couldn't get up out of the hospital bed. I had this IV tube thing that was attached to the middle of my back, draining excess cerebral fluid out of my spine. Because my body was producing an excess cerebral fluid from having my goddamn head torn open and shit. And um, because uh, that's, uh, the doctors actually told me that, that, uh, that cerebral fluid operates a lot, a lot like blood does in that sense. That if you lose a lot of it, your body will start making more to compensate for what's lost. Because your body will do that with blood too. And it also works with cerebral fluid. So it started doing, so like I had so much cerebral fluid that they they had the biggest IV bag they had and I was filling it up every hour. So every hour a nurse had to come in and uh, drain out my cerebral fluid IV bag thing. And um, because of that, I didn't sleep with shit in the hospital. And I I was kind of losing my fucking mind after about four days of the hospital. Because the nurses were super nice, too, by the way. They were so nice about it. They would try not to wake me up if I was sleeping, but it just, it never worked. So I'd basically maybe get less than an hour nap here and there. And I, I was, things were getting trippy in the hospital from all the sleep deprivation and whatnot. And the anti-nausea drugs they're giving me. Those drugs get a little a little crazy, too. And if you have a lot of them, <laughs> like I did. And uh, so, yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't get up and walk on my own. I always had to call a nurse to get up to go to the bathroom. 
I wasn't outside for days at a time. It was just a warm August day. And I'm sitting there looking at that. Just the sunshine. I knew it was like 70 degrees out. It was a beautiful fucking day. The weather had been beautiful. During the time I was in the hospital. And then the day I get out, it's all cloudy and shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was, I was pissed. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't really pissed. I just kind of learned to enjoy the cloudy days too. But why was I talking about all this? Promising to myself. That's what it was. It was the promise I made to myself. So I'm sitting here. I haven't slept in like four four days or something like that. I haven't walked on my own in four days. I'm stuck in this hospital bed. Aside from the walks around the hall, the short walks that the nurses would have me go on every day. I haven't left the same room. I'm looking out the window. It's a beautiful summer day. And I realized, like I promised to myself at that point, that I was going to do what I wanted to do. That I was getting off track. I was focusing on the wrong things in life again. And then instead of pursuing money, I got to pursue happiness. And that day I realized that there was no reason I can't do the things that I want to do as long as I'm realistic about it. So I just told myself, I made a promise to myself that once I get out of this goddamn hospital, I'm going to start doing the shit I want to do. I'm going to start living a fulfilling life. I'm going to start pursuing happiness. Because I realized the happiness is worth a fuck of a lot more than the money ever will be. No matter how much money I have. So... I got out of the hospital and I started doing the shit I wanted to do. I started focusing real hard on music. Started focusing a lot more on comedy. I realized this shit, these things were the things that I felt like I was meant to do. It just felt right. It was fulfilling. It was a lot of fucking work, but it was fulfilling. And... I was doing it. A lot of people didn't believe me I was going to do it, but I did it. I talked to talk and I walked the walk. And I found an awesome job I really liked. And I got this job at this bar, the bar called the Wisco. I got hired as a door guy, as a bouncer. And then eventually I got to run sound sometimes for the live bands. I got to be the sound guy sometimes. And and then eventually I got to be like one of the main sound guys. As well as a bouncer sometimes. And I was like, this job's perfect. It's it's music. I enjoy the work. I enjoy the my people I work with. They became a second family to me. I had some best boss I'd ever had in my goddamn life who actually cared about me as a fucking person. Who I'm friends with. Legit friends with my boss. If you've never had that, it's a, it's a, it's kind of crazy at first. It's kind of crazy when you have a job that doesn't feel like work anymore. Or at least not all the time it doesn't. And I used to not really believe people when they said that they could find a job that didn't feel like work. And I was like, are you sure about that? It's, it's real. You can do it. 
You just have to figure out how to do it and what you want to do. So I, so work was music. What I was doing outside of work was music or comedy. I started hosting an open mic at the bar where when it was slow, I'd basically just work on my comedy bits. I'd just get up on the mic and start talking. So like work was connected to what I did outside of work when I wasn't there. Like my whole life became all that stuff, music and comedy. And it felt good. It was frustrating a lot, but it, all in all, it felt good. Everything can't be perfect all the time because it doesn't make you appreciate the good. But it was in a good spot. I was where I felt like I needed to be. And then it got to the point where I'm like, I want to I wanna run my own bar. I want to run my own venue or something. So all of this stuff is giving me experience to do that. So I didn't feel like I was wasting time working, making money for someone else. I was working to gain experience for a larger goal. And it felt good. It felt right. And, uh, and silly me thought that was going to be how life was going to be from there on out. Sure, there'll be struggles along the way and whatnot, but I'm on the way where I need to be. I'm, I'm going there. And I'm still going there. I really am. It's just the progress got slowed way down, and it's frustrating. It's fucking maddening, really. And then the pandemic hit. And then all that went away, basically overnight. Just gone. It's been... Shit. Last time I've been on stage doing anything, been well over a year. Probably going on a year and a half. I get, I'm trying to think the last time I performed. Oh, I technically performed at an open mic where I bombed so bad. It was a comedy open mic. I'm trying to think of when that was. That was technically the last time I performed. That was last summer. It's May right now. It was probably July, June, July, something like that. And before that, it had been before since February. And like I'm, I'm naturally a performer. That's what I want to do. It's that's how I've been ever since I was a little kid. I I was such a shy little kid. If I didn't know you, I was so fucking shy. If I didn't know you. But yet I would stand up on the booth at Hardy's and start singing the Michael Jackson song that came over the radio. I was a performer. My mom loves telling that story. <laughs> just a shy little kid who just decides to stand up on the booth and start belting out the song that comes on the radio because it was a song I liked. I think that was the first cassette tape I had was uh, was Michael Jackson, the... Uh, Bad? I think it was just called Bad. I can't remember the name of it. I remember the cover. It was Michael Jackson wearing a leather jacket and shit. With like a white background. I think all the words were spelled out. They looked like bricks. <laughs> but, um... It was hard. It's, it is hard. 
not doing the shit I want to do, not performing, not working towards the bigger goal. And it's been fueling my depression. And and part of and part of well, kind of let me digress a little bit. And, and and part of that is I I I lost my job I really liked. I had a second and third job that I liked too that I could fill in when the other job wasn't wasn't uh when I wasn't getting enough hours if there wasn't enough live music because I only really worked if there was live music going on at the bar. And so I I had I was getting shit sorted out. I was getting it figured out. It's happiest I'd ever remember being in my adult life. And and then it all went away and that's it's a hell of a thing. And uh and then because I had a job and it was hard finding work outside of factory work in Madison when the pandemic hit, well, a lot of people were looking for a lot of jobs, too, at the time. And I didn't want to go do factory work because it's just it's mundane. I'll get bored and I'll get stressed because I get stressed when I get bored. It's like see, boredom seriously stresses me the fuck out. It really does. And I like, eh, I don't know if I have to do that yet. If I really need to make the money, I'll go do it for a little while until I can figure it out. But I don't want to do that. It's not worth going through. It's not worth fucking with my own mental health than for the sake of money. It's not worth anybody's, really. And I was recognizing that, and it's just whatever. And it's having a hard time finding work. They wouldn't let me renew my lease of the apartment I was living in in Madison for some fucking stupid reason. I'm not getting into all that. And, uh,. I ended up having to move out of Madison because Madison's just been getting ridiculously expensive. The cost of living has been going up and up and up all the time there. Well, it's been going up everywhere, but it's been particularly bad in that fucking city. And uh, so I had to move out of Madison because I didn't have money to be able to put on... uh, um, a deposit for a new place, and I couldn't really afford places, and I wasn't really finding any roommates that I thought I was going to get along with, and all sorts of shit. And I ended up coming back to my hometown, which I didn't want to do. But it made sense. Ended up moving in with my grandpa. He's 89 years old. He's He's an old fart as he likes to put it. It's his words, not mine. If he didn't call himself that, I wouldn't call him that. <laughs> but uh, it's been good for him. My grandma, my grandma's been gone for a couple years now, and he was struggling with it, as he would when he had been married to somebody for 64 years or whatever it's been, and then they're gone. And you have to go on living your life like you can, but you're real old and stuff, and... 
that's a struggle on its own. So I've been living with him. I've been keeping him company. I've been helping him out, doing stuff around the house and cooking for him and just different things. Just different things to help him out. So that's been good. I've been grateful for the time with that. But at the same time, I'm in my hometown. I'm here remembering why I left in the first place. <laughs> Just the stupid... There's a certain brand of stupidity that my hometown can have with... Like, people can have here that just... It's it's on, it's on its own level in a lot of ways. It's its, its own specific brand of just fucking dumbassness. And... There's good people here too, but I miss being around the creative energy of people. I miss being around all the artists and musicians and whatnot that I knew that I was friends with in Madison. I miss I miss all the weirdos at the bar at the Wisco because that's what that bar was. It was just the bar where all the weirdos gathered. Where all the weirdos could gather and we could all get along and listen to killer music and stuff. And realizing coming back to my hometown as a 36-year-old fucking adult. It's a weird thing. It's a, it's a weird fucking thing. And I realized why I was such an angsty teenager in so many ways. I realized where a lot of my anger issues would stem from. Reason why I used to drink a lot. All the time. <laughs> and I lost my train of thought. I'm having a brain surgery moment. Excuse me here while I try to backtrack. Ah, shit. Moving back to my hometown. I'm sorry. Um, Bear with me here. Please. If you don't want to bear with me, well then just fucking skip ahead. Push that little 10 second or 15 second button, whatever you're listening to this on. Um. Shit. I don't like editing these things either, so I'm probably just going to leave this in too. <laughs> I like to just kind of keep them as raw as I can. Um, seriously, what the fuck was I talking about? Somebody from the future, yell into your device, yell into your speakers, whatever, yell into whatever you're listening to this on, and from the future, and tell me what the hell I was just talking about before I lost my train of thought. It was something about coming back to my hometown. But, uh, it's a weird thing. I'm starting to, like, start to realize how much I didn't f ever fit in here. That's what I was talking about. I got it. Woohoo! I realized that, I realized that how much I'd never fit in here. And I realized that's where a lot of my old issues stemmed from, or at least, well, maybe not necessarily stem from so much as what made them what they were. Why 
I had the anger issues I had, why I drank like I did, why I feel the anger issues and depression with the drinking, because I guess I didn't realize how bad that could do that at the time. But I learned that, all right. I sure as fuck learned that. And it was just kind of this thing that I never... I always had problems finding jobs and stuff in this town. And, and it was frustrating because I, 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 I've i been having a hard time holding a job down because I just... I don't... I've, I've grown. I, I've, I've learned things about myself and the world and whatnot. And I don't tolerate fucking bullshit like I used to. I just... I have very little tolerance for a lot of the bullshit that I used to put up with and make myself miserable. And then that becomes frustrating because then I'm like, oh, this is just a bunch of bullshit, so I'm going to quit this job because fuck the bullshit. Or I would get let go from a job because, again, I was a fish trying to climb a tree because I got hired as a line cook when I'm not a fucking line cook. My skill sets are, are different. I'm front of house person in, in the service industry. I, I'm a people person. I gotta, I gotta use my people skills. I should be bartending. I should be serving. I should be doing something dealing with the actual customers, dealing with the people. That's what I'm good at. Again, as much as I say I hate people a lot of time, I really do love people. And but I I do I guess I don't really hate people as much as I hate what people do to other people a lot of the time. I just hate I I don't like society's narrative. I don't like that people fall into that. I don't like I don't like the shit that people do to other people all in the sake of what? Money? Fuck money. Fuck power. Fuck money. I really don't want... Well, I don't want power except for my own personal power within myself, I guess. Money and power, though. Getting rich. Having a mansion. Having a bazillion cars, whatever. None of that fucking matters to me. I don't give a shit about any of that fucking stuff. It's just material things that I can't take with me when I die. I can't take the money with me when I die, so... Why waste my life busting my ass for it and then not being able to enjoy it? So it's been a little rough trying to find a job. And the thing is, there's a lot of jobs here, but there's a lot of line work. There's a lot of manufacturing work. A lot of stuff that I know will not be good for my mental health in the long run because of just the the mundane repetitiveness of it will cause boredom, which will cause stress, which will cause existential dread from every day being the same. And it's just more feeling like a fish trying to climb a tree. But as before, I was that fish feeling stupid because I couldn't climb the tree. Now, having lived life, having gone through some crazy experiences like brain surgery and whatnot... I realize it's not me. It's just the environment I'm in. And I gotta make my own water. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to find my own water here in this place that tried to teach me that I was gonna be a fish that could climb a tree. Which is just fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. As Alan Watts puts it, it's all wretch and no vomit. You're never gonna get there. 
I've now brought up vomit twice in this episode. But if people just pursued happiness instead of money and pursued and put effort into living a fulfilling life instead of chasing money, instead of chasing things, instead of chasing material fucking possessions and whatnot, this world would be a way better place. People could figure out how to live their life in a fulfilling way, in a way that made them happy. This world would be a much better place. The world really is a beautiful place, but it's actually it's also a horrible place at the same time. And there's a lot of shit in it, and and, and people contribute to that shit, and a lot of people don't even realize that they are contributing to the shit. It's a hell of a thing. It's a vicious cycle, really. I don't know how long I've been going. I haven't been paying attention to the time. But... I think something's telling me I've been rambling long enough. I got the point made. Lost track. Took some turns along the way. Brought it back around full circle. My, that's how my brain works. If you let it go long enough, it'll always come back to where it started. It'll, it'll take some detours and shit. It'll take some detours off to detours even. But if, you let, if it goes long enough, it'll come back. So anyway, with all that being said, that is the end of this episode, brought to you by no one, because <laughs> I don't have sponsors yet, because not enough people listen to this yet to even bother with all that shit. Although, if someone wants to sponsor me and just give me money to keep putting these out, that'd be great. Actually, I should start a Patreon, I should do that. I will put more thought into that. But, uh. That's a whole nother thing I don't need to talk about on here. I rambled long enough. And uh, stay well out there, everybody. Stay physically well. Stay mentally well. Take care of yourself. Take care of others when you can. And uh, till next time, as the band Weed Eater would say, God luck and good speed. <laughs> I'm surprised that's the first time I said that. It took this long for me to say that. All right. The end. Good luck and Godspeed. <laughs>